It's time for Bring It Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Zealand Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimert Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors, Brian Moon. And welcome into this week's show. We've got plenty to cover, full lake reports from all across the state. We'll talk walleyes, crappies, northerns, maybe even a little musky. We'll put one final wrap on the spring turkey season and another great recipe from Chef Joel from Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. All that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we'll kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine in Crosby. Proud to offer flow dock systems. The most durable in the industry. They offer new dock and lift installations so you can get out on the water sooner. Oars and Mine, located on Highway 6 in Crosby. And we'll kick the show off with our local report. We bring in Jason Freed with Leisure Outdoor Adventures. And Jason keeps an eye on Leech Lake in the immediate Brainerd Lakes here for us. And I guess Jason will start... Up on Leech, uh, kind of the same, similar week than when we talked last week. These water temps aren't exactly where we'd like them to be, so fishing has been, shall I say, okay? Yeah, you know, it's been real uh, real kind of up and down. Um, you know, the weather just seems to be playing tricks on us. And, uh, you know, last weekend was just brutally cold and, and wet and, and windy, and it just made it really difficult for fishing. And, uh, you know, but water temps kind of keep ranging between anywhere from – 51 uh, up to 56 degrees in some of the warmer bays. Uh, so that really hasn't changed a whole lot. Uh, but the, just the wind, the wind keeps, you know, switching around. And a lot of times that, that can kind of wreak havoc on the fishing because it doesn't set up areas of the lake as well because one day the wind's blowing there, the next day it's blowing out. And then when it blows out, the fish fish scatter because the bait fish scatters. And, um, you know, so if we can just get a little bit more consistency, I think things will get a lot more We'll get a little bit better, but that you know the days where we've had those those fishy days, the fish have bit, and uh, you know we're still looking at that anywhere from eight to eleven feet of water and uh, a jig in the middle and just an eighth ounce jig. I've been using the the Northland Longshank jigs a lot this year, as well as the stand up jigs from Northland, and um, it's just it's been good, you know. And, and some days they really want a little bit more aggressive, and some days they just kind of want it dragged along. But uh, like I talked about last week, getting the bait out away from the boat, making long casts, uh, whether you're casting or retrieving back or um, just drifting on those days where you get a good wind and just drifting and, and snappy jigging it or, or dragging it and swimming it along. It just really kind of depends on the day and, and in the conditions on the lake. But a jig in the middle is still going to be best. And then uh, if you're net, your number two go-to is going to probably be just a Lindy rig. And, uh, you know, as the water warms up, leeches are going to get better. And, um, you know, a, a leech is tough to beat, uh, especially to catch bigger fish. That's a good rule of thumb because uh, a leech is kind of a lazy bait. And as some of these bigger fish, especially the females, are coming off the spawn, they're not super aggressive, unlike the males who are aggressive. And um, those bigger females sometimes are the ones that like to bite on the leech. So um, have, have a few leeches with you. Don't even be afraid to have, a, you know, maybe a couple dozen crawlers. And as we kind of move into the early summer stages here, you really got to have all, all those things in your boat because one day it's going to be one thing and the next day it's going to be the other. But, um yeah, that's kind of a report on Leech. Like I said, west side of the lake, still going to focus on the flats uh, and the wind-blowing points. 
um, that are on the west side of the lake, and then on the main lake, still, you know, some of the rock areas, but then the rocky shorelines and the major points that are on the east side of the lake, such as Five Mile Battle, uh, Sugar area around Bear Island, uh, down by Rogers Point, uh, those have all been pretty well-known producers so far this year. Here in the immediate Brainerd Lakes area, you hear anything special, Jason? Real spotty reports. Um, you know, getting some decent reports here. I've heard some uh, reports, uh, guys catching them a little bit deeper. Um, you know, the one thing to kind of start paying attention to around here um, is on some of these lakes like North Long, uh, Gull, uh, you know, some of these the surrounding lakes around, you know, if you can find, start finding some good emergent weed growth, um, you know, the cabbage beds, uh, you know, those are going to be good areas to target because uh, as those weeds start to grow and we get a little bit warm, more, warmer temps here, um, those fish like to hang around that cabbage. And that's a great way to catch walleyes around here. And it's a fun way because you can cast plastics and jigs. You can cast uh, stick kind of style baits like jerk baits, like X-wraps or husky jerks. And uh, you can cover a lot of water. And, you know, that's a really good way because it's, it's tougher to fish through weeds. But if you can be super aggressive, you can uh, locate schools of fish. And then you can actually then slow things down and you can keep casting or you can throw a slip bobber on them. Uh, but that's a, that's the one tactic in the area that I think is really, really good. And I think for some people is, is something that people don't do a lot of and that they probably should do more of. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, overall it's, you know, water temps are pretty similar around here. Um, you know, and it's been real spotty, um, you know, crappies have been still going pretty good. Uh, you know, once again, you're going to really kind of search for them. And once you find them, just really kind of hunker in on that area and work them over. Uh, as the water temps are starting to warm, you're going to probably want to switch over from, you know, using floats. Uh, to starting to cast, um, you know, small jigs and plastics or uh, uh, flu-flus or something along those lines, uh, which is, is which is good because you can cover a little bit more ground. And, and kind of like the walleyes, uh, if you can find some good emergent wheat growth, uh, a lot of times you're going to find some crappies as well because the crappies, as they spawn now, are going to start moving out uh, onto those little bit, you know, deeper weed flats uh, before they dump into the deep water when it gets real warm. And, uh, you know, so just, you know, where, where you caught them before, just look where, you know, where the next flat's going to be or the next break and, and kind of start working those areas over. Like I said, you, you know, a slip will still work, a float, um, you know, but as it warms up, I've always had better luck actually than just casting jigs and, and slowly kind of re- retrieving them and working them back. And, uh, and it's a great way to catch crappies and to locate them. Like you said too, Jason, we're uh, you know a few weeks from now we can get a little more aggressive as these water temps continue to rise. Because I, I would you say we're maybe a week or two behind? Oh yeah, I would say for sure a week, maybe even a little bit more than that. Um, you know, typically we you know sometimes we get that early you know opener and and it can be kind of cold during that opener time, and then all of a sudden it seems like right around this time the we start getting those mid 70 degree days and everything really kind of starts you know popping and you can even see it like on the trees you know the trees are a little bit farther behind and and so as we uh it's going to happen you know any week now we're going to get that warm week and and all of a sudden everything's going to speed back up and we're going to kind of catch ourselves up but um you know for now everything seems a little bit farther behind uh and as we get a little bit more steady weather and as the water temps go uh, you're going to see that the fishing is going to continue to improve. And, you know, and that's good, too, and that's good to know because as that, as that happens, um, fish are going to get more aggressive. Some of your tactics can get more aggressive. Uh, you know, snap jigging, casting, you know, plastics, um, you know, even things like jigging wraps, you know, early in the year are a great tool uh, to use and to fan cast with on, on flats. And, and so as these fish get more aggressive because the water temps go up and they're going to feed more and they're going to become more active, you can oftentimes – switch up your tactics and, and get a little bit more active and aggressive yourself.
And one last thing, Jason, I know when we talked uh, right before the opener, it was a little sparse as far as live bait goes. Is that getting a little bit better? Is there a little bit better selection out there right now, have you noticed? Yes, definitely. You know, we were able to get a few warm days in a row there, and the shiners really started to run. And so, you know, just checking around this week, I got I got all guide trips all weekend this weekend. And you know, as a fishing guide, you got to have a lot of bait. And uh, you end up becoming a fishing guide and a babysitter all at once. But um, you got to babysit your bait. But, um, yeah, a lot of the bait shops are sitting really good with shiners, uh, fatheads, rainbows. Uh, you know, that's, you know, that's another thing, too, is just to make sure you have a variety of bait. Um, you know, you don't, you don't have to have everything in your boat, but, you know, sometimes if, uh, you know, have a few shiners and, and, you know, have a few fatheads or a few rainbows, something that's maybe a little bit smaller profile minnow, because if they're not biting on the fatheads as, as aggressively, you can switch over to a smaller minnow. And then, like I said, too, you know, leeches are, you know, people, you can get leeches, you can get crawlers. Um, you know, and as we get into this earlier stages now of the summer, you really almost have to have everything in your boat if you really want to, you know, be effective. Because, you know, I think sometimes people get caught up and, oh, it's a jig in the middle, it's a jig in the middle. Okay, it's June, now we got to do this. Well, you can catch fish on jig in the middle almost all season long. It's just whether, you know, what kind of minnows you can have. So, but yeah, bait shops are sitting good. Get out there, you know, visit, visit our local bait shops, our local stores, you know, um, give them your service and say thanks, and more importantly, just get out and enjoy Memorial Day weekend. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. That's Jason Freed, Leisure Outdoor Adventures. Check him out at leisureoutdooradventures.com and all over uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, all that as well. Jason, I appreciate it. Good luck out on the water, and we will check in with you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Brian. All right, when we come back, we'll head out to Mille Lacs, get the report out there from Steve Saponiak, and then head up north for the Up North Report. Matt Brewer with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji has got uh, lake reports from up that way, and we'll put a wrap on the spring turkey season when we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. We're going to do something a little different on this segment of the show. Um, We're going to kind of cut it up into a couple of different segments. We're going to start off with Matt Brewer uh, with North Country Guide Service in Bemidji with the Up North Report. And uh, Matt was actually, when we recorded this earlier in the week, he was getting ready to go hunting in the final uh, hours, I guess you could say, or final days of the turkey season. And uh, he was out scouting while we were talking to him, getting ready to go hunting. Then we talked a little fishing. And then Matt, uh, we let him go, and then Matt texted me about an hour later with this incredible story of this turkey he shot and a really, really nice bird. So we got Matt back on the phone to recap and how that all happened. So here's how we're going to do this. We're going to talk to Matt with the early segment about you know previewing the whole thing and then talk a little fishing. We're going to go out to Mille Lacs, talk to Steve Saponiak, and then bring Matt back to recap his hunt. So we'll start off. Let's head up north to Bemidji and get the report up there for Matt Brewer. North Country Guide Service joins us. And uh, as always, Matt has a lot to talk about. Uh, We'll start on the turkey front, Matt, because we catch you actually out in the field right now. We're kind of in the waning days of the turkey season, but uh, that hasn't stopped you. And right before you came on air with us, uh, you you had three toms that were basically right in your sights. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm doing a little scouting and blind calling and um, just driving around checking some of the properties I have permission for and then going through some um, some public lands. I walked a mile stretch of public and and had a really close call on a gobbler and totally screwed that up. And then now I just pulled into one of the farms and there were three gobblers standing there. So hopefully get it done, get it done this evening. But uh, with this weather, I don't know what's going to happen. If it starts raining, I'm, uh, I might be in trouble. So 
I, I will say this outside. Maybe it's just that I have a lot of Facebook friends that are turkey hunters. But this has been a banner year for turkeys, and coming off the winter that we had, kind of surprises me a little bit. Yeah, I mean the the winter was really harsh, but I think the turkeys have adapted so well, and they've got those nice long legs and and big fluffy bodies. So I think they can handle it a little easier than you know, like a deer or rough grouse. But I'm seeing a pile of deer too, so I don't think the winter was maybe as harsh on the wildlife as as we thought it was going to be, but yeah, it's been a great year for turkeys. If I um, if I can kill my Minnesota bird, that'll that'll put us uh, it'll tie us with the best year we've ever had. And if I decide to go to Kansas at the end of the month, then then that would put us over the top. So it's been it's been really good. Um, had a chance to get some youth out. Did the boys and girls club hunt, and uh, our little huntress was able to bag her first ever turkey and. <laughs> And my kids are all tagged out, and everybody else is everybody else is tagged out. I got uh, <laughs> I saved my my tag for this uh, the, the last Minnesota season here, and today is my first day of getting out after them. So hopefully uh, I can have some success. Yeah, well that's good. Hopefully uh, you you actually are able to bag one because, like I said, you've been very busy with others and stuff, and it's it's great to see uh, having some success success there. Um, let's talk a little fishing, Matt, because. Uh, once again, we're waiting for these water temps to, to get up there a little bit. Uh, how was this past week up by you? Uh, fishing's still been good. I mean, it's kind of uh, similar to where it was at over opener. And, uh, you know, when we get up when we get up around that, like, water temps of, like, 55, somewhere in that realm, um, you know, then, then you're talking that's kind of my favorite time. Um, and we're, we're shy of that yet still. So we're, we're still... Uh, water temps are still pretty close to where they were on opening weekend, and uh, and fishing is still really good. I mean, the fish are still uh, re- recovering and trying to uh, regain some some of that fat that they lost during spawn. So so the fishing is still excellent. But um, you know that usually that beginning of June time frame when the when the water temps are in those mid 50s, that's when it really really takes off. So waiting on that and and uh, just keep grinding away until then. You've been doing most of your fishing on Lake Bemidji right there in your backyard? Uh, I hit Bemidji for the first time the other day, um, but otherwise I've been on the cash chain and uh, and then Big Turtle Lake. Um, those are, you know, kind of kind of my favorite early season spots, and, and I've been kind of sticking to them. So, um, and then, you know, starting here at the beginning of June, it's it'll just be Bemidji straight for, <laughs> for the foreseeable future. And then, obviously, we talked about it last week, uh, red is always a destination opener, usually pretty hot for about three weeks. Is that still the case up there? Yeah, nothing has changed up there. You can still catch a limit in, like, uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> so uh, so nothing has changed there. Lake of the Woods is hot. Um, leech, I've heard, is really good um, from some people, and then others are, are having a little bit of trouble, but they're finding, uh, they're finding some panfish. Uh, to make up for it, so that's another thing that's really hot right now is, is is the crappie bite and the perch bite. Both of those are absolutely on fire. So if you want to get out and change it up a little bit, uh, you got good opportunities to do those. Pretty simple tactics for those maybe coming to you, Matt, with some ideas on crappie fishing and all that. Do you keep it pretty simple? Yeah, the crappies right now are relating to the shallow weeds and um, even. 
even like dead bull rushes, they don't necessarily have to be new growth cabbage or anything like that. So they're getting ready for spawn, and they like to do that in, in the shallows uh, with pencil reeds or um, or cattails, something like that. So uh, look for them on the weed edges. And then uh, the perch are kind of hanging around in the same areas as the walleyes, you know, those 7 to 9, 9 to 12-foot sand flats. Um, and they're... They're pretty, they're pretty plump right now, surprisingly. Uh, they got down with their spawn, and they must have fed heavily, and they continue to do so. Um, so that, that's, that's another thing that's really fun right now, too. So aside from some of the bigger waters, um, you know, a lot of the smaller waters are absolutely chock full of bass and obviously northern. So uh, if you want to just go out and catch some fish, you can do that pretty easily on any, any of the 300 lakes in the area. So. There you go. That's Matt Brewer, North Country Guides Service in Bemidji. You can check him out at northcountryguides.com. I'll let you get to turkey hunting, buddy. Good luck out there, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Let's head out to Malax, get the story out there. Steve's Pontiac Predator Guide Service joins us. And, Steve, here we are now a couple of weeks after the opener out on Malax. Uh, water temperatures, we'd like to see warming up a little bit. But the problem is we're getting these colder nights and colder fronts. It's not helping. Not helping one bit, Brian. I mean, water temperature was reaching the upper upper 50s. Now it's getting back down to the mid-50s and lower 50s. I mean, I was out there uh, Saturday and Sunday, and I went from one area to another area with three degrees difference in temperature. You know, that's quite a bit, and it's affecting the fish, too. Let's be honest. There's a major cold front. I got us on top of a school of walleyes that was just gigantic, thousands of them. Couldn't get a single one to bite. The only thing we had luck with was we went in the shallow water bays, did some trolling with wraps and stuff like that, and we tied into some walleyes up to 25 and three-quarters inches, and northern pike up to about 28 inches. Uh, all in all, not bad, but you know what? It was a short-lived trip, too darn cold and too windy. We're a good two to three weeks behind with water temperature, with, with everything the way it should be right now. It's uh, this cold weather with the snow that we had this last weekend and everything is just screwing things up. I mean, I've got musky opener, and we've got a lot of trips lined up. I'm just hoping for some extremely warmer water temperatures to get things going for us. That was what I was going to ask you about. Uh, obviously, muskies, that is your thing, Steve, out there on Mille Lacs, and that is one of the destination lakes for muskies. we got the musky opener coming up here in a matter of weeks. Are you a little concerned there? Definitely a concern. I mean, right now, the back bays, I've checked my hot spots on the Lacs Lake, which quite a few have been the backwater bays and everything. We're looking at 53 to 55 degrees, roughly. If we can get a few solid days of warmer weather, get it up there a couple more degrees, I think we have a chance to get things going. It all depends on Mother Nature and you know how she can be sometimes. So that'll be something we'll watch. But all in all, Steve, I, I think if people want to go out on Mille Lacs coming up this weekend, uh, Memorial Weekend, obviously, a, a, a big holiday weekend, a lot of people are going to be out on the water. Where do you think they should concentrate on Mille Lacs? Do they go out to the, the main basin or still hit those bays? I would still hit the bays and hit the mouths of the bays, just right out of the bays. Fish in the weeds, people. You would not believe all the walleyes that are sitting in the weeds. We do a lot of uh, slip bobber fishing in uh, my bay where I have my cabin and walk-on bay on the south side there. Uh, early in the morning along the side of the edge of the weeds and late in the evening, we're just killing them with bobbers. It's a blast. Get out there from the open basin a little bit from the mouth of the bay and do some lindy rigging. Have fun. You know what? Even if the weather is not in our favor, you can't catch fish sitting home. Get out, go fishing, have fun, enjoy the area, you know, the surrounding businesses, accommodate them a little bit. It's a win-win situation. And I always say this about Malak, Steve, don't sleep on the crappies. 
definitely don't sleep on the crappies. They have not moved in decently like, like they should. I'm anticipating here within the next few days they should make their appearance known and it should be a big-time crappie bite. There you go. Steve Saponiak, Predator Guide Service. Check him out at PredatorGuideService.com. I appreciate the info as always, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Brian. Thank you. Okay, as promised, we now have Matt back with us uh, about an hour later from when we talked to him here in just a bit. We we sent you off, Matt, into the woods to go hunt because you were scouting when we talked to you here just a little bit ago, and you were seeing birds everywhere. And, uh, you know, everything kind of worked out for you. Uh, you bagged yourself a pretty nice bird based on the picture you just sent me. Yeah, I mean, when, when you and I talked, um, and we had even talked off air, like the weather had been so bad the day before, um, you know, so the birds were out and about and active, and uh, and I had already like messed up and and passed on a couple birds. So, um, so it was looking like like a a, a good uh, good hunt was bound to happen at some point. And gosh, I I don't know if it was I don't know if it was twenty minutes after we got off the phone. I was just working down Forest Service roads, calling every couple hundred yards, and and I actually. Uh, saw a bird maybe 100, 150 yards ahead of me run across the road, uh, the Forest Service Road, like an old two-track, and um, and I could just tell by the size that it was a gobbler. So I went up another 500 yards, parked the truck, and then dipped way back into the woods down, um, down a different trail, and then got on the side of the trail that I knew the bird was on, and I started calling, and immediately he struck back, and here he had worked like toward where I'd parked the truck. So <laughs> he was working totally away from me and I uh, got him to gobble a couple of times and he was working away. And then I leaned on him a little bit and got a little aggressive and he finally turned and I could tell he was headed my direction. And then uh, kind of the, the show began. I was in the really deep timber, you know, a 30, 40 foot quaking aspen uh, with some pines mixed in. And every time he'd roar, the echo in those woods was just incredible. <laughs> and uh and the undergrowth is so thick right now um that you can't see like i couldn't see 50 yards um my shooting lane was about 25 30 yards he had to get into that that kind of bubble before i would be able to pull off a shot and and he went quiet for a while so i went quiet back and uh quit calling and then i was just scratching leaves and then uh, i decided to make one cluck and i I just did one quick cluck, and he roared, and he couldn't have been 30, 35 yards away, and I still couldn't see him, <laughs> but uh, my whole body shook. I mean, it was one of those big, thunderous gobbles, and I could tell it was a really mature bird, and and uh, and I could tell he was really close, but it echoed so much, I couldn't tell exactly where he was until uh, he popped into strut, because when he popped into strut, that, that signature spit and drum, just boom, <laughs> and that that doom, the the drum was one of the loudest I've ever heard, and I was able to pinpoint exactly where he was coming from and uh, got the bead pointed in that direction. And and sure enough, he came walking through and uh, had to cross three three nerve wracking trees um, before he came into my opening. And I, I killed him at eighteen paces. And it turned out to be a really nice bird. He was only twenty two pounds, so I could. I could tell you it was one of the dominant birds in that, that area. He's probably hasn't been eating a whole lot lately, <laughs> uh, concentrating on breeding, but 11-inch uh, beard and, and some pretty sharp spurs, so really, really nice bird. You know, and I, I totally can understand where you're coming from when you get that earth-shaking, you know, when they when they blow up, they blow up, 
And because I had a few years back where one snuck up on me from behind, completely took me by surprise. And you know it as well as anybody, Matt, you, with turkey hunting, you can't move. I mean, their eyesight is impeccable. So I'm just sitting there trying not to get busted. And he literally is like 20 yards behind me, but I can't turn around. And he just kept blasting away. And that feeling, when you can actually feel it, I mean, that, that that's something that, I mean, that makes the, the, the hair on your arm stand up. Well, it reminds me of like, uh, and a lot of people listening can probably relate to this, but um, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, when when stereo systems were like a really big thing, and you had to have as much bass as possible. And I, I admit, I had a little tricked out sports car, and <laughs> and uh, and had some serious subwoofers in there, and and when they would bump hard. I could like feel it resonating in my body and that's what a turkey gobble feels like in the deep timber like that when you're so close to them. I mean, it just, you can feel it rattle your body. It's awesome. You know, it's, it's true run and gun and too, it sounds like what you were doing because it, uh, I'm sure you didn't use a decoy or anything, did you? No, no decoy, just, uh, trying to make that bird look for me. And, uh, and I'm guessing he probably saw me just as I was pulling the trigger because he, he couldn't have seen me until basically until I saw him because of how thick it was. And that's why I say those three trees were nerve wracking because I could, I could see, I couldn't see a clear view of him, but I could see him going through those trees and I was starting to shake. And, <laughs> you know, uh, when the woods are calm and quiet and you're shaking and breathing heavy, um, they can pick you out pretty easily. So, as soon as his head popped past that uh, that third tree, I pulled the trigger because I, I knew he wasn't going to stick around long when he figured out there was no hen around. So, yeah, it was a really exciting hunt. I, I haven't been that jacked up after harvesting an animal in a long time. I was yelling. That's awesome. That's Matt Brewer, North Country Guide Service in Bemidji. Once again, you can check him out, northcountryguides.com, uh, as well as all over social media and matt i appreciate you taking the time to come back to talk to us tell us that story congratulations on the bird so it's an awesome hunt and uh we'll talk to you next week buddy all right thank you sir more of brainerd outdoors after this on b93.3 welcome back to brainerd outdoors on b93.3 and we always love to talk to brian and bro bros doll get his uh insight on things and something i wanted to talk to you about bro because you were quoted in in an article i was reading at anglingbuzz.com and i I encourage people to check it out uh they talked about the top eight walleye lakes in the state of minnesota and these are in no particular order so we're not ranking them from one to eight these are just you know eight lakes that they picked and i wanted to pick your brain on each one of these and we'll just spend spend a little bit of time on each one and i know you fish every one of these lakes that's why i wanted to ask you we'll start on leech which what makes that special Leech Lake has fertile, shallow uh, water uh, that warms fast. It has a deep, cold, clear, like super deep water, like in Walker Bay and Cavacona Bay. And then in the center, uh, it's all usable. The, the main lake averages about 15 feet with some holes that go to 35. Um, there's, there's, it's such a dynamic lake with vegetation, so there's uh, weed walleyes. And there's tons of rock walleyes. There's there's uh, massive schools of walleyes that uh, just stay to an area. You could pick a part of the lake and just go there. Obviously, um, you want to pick the shallow stuff first and then work your way back. But uh, it's a great 
it's a great lake because you can find the bite no matter the week going into the summer and into as the summer progresses uh it's it's a very easy lake to pattern lake of the woods is obviously an extremely large body of water so that makes that tricky but I, I tell you what, I mean, that's the lake. It seems like whenever you talk to people, even in the wintertime, when you want to go get walleyes, uh, Lake of the Woods is probably one of the best bets you can take. Well, and also it gets it gets massive attention in the wintertime and uh, in the spring on Rainy River, but it doesn't get the huge attention right now, and it is, it's as easy as it gets. A jig and a minnow, uh, if, if you can't get emeralds, a jig and a uh, rainbow, a jig and a fathead, those walleyes just eat throw down the anchor or drift with a jig uh and you don't have to go way out the middle nor you're just going on the edge of uh, pine island or or any of the points like rocky point or anywhere you could access get out to the break line that meets the main basin and uh, you'll catch fish from war road to rocky point down to budette you just get out to the edge edge of the island and uh those fish aren't always in the 20s. Sometimes they're up in 14. And uh, I always like to try the shallow fish first because they tend to be bigger. And you'll catch a few trophies up there. When they're active, you can't beat it. It's it's uh, like a Canadian experience right there in Minnesota. And then it's a lot of fun uh, to to get out there and catch fish jigging. And, and it's not a, a rip jigging. It's a slow, methodical lift and fall and let them take it the water's a little darker it's got bog stained uh gold jigs uh pink jigs uh but also i did really well on watermelon rz jigs that's probably was the best one on the the big wall i giveaway i did up there so it's a lake if you can go a, a blast it's a lot of fun staying with uh the northern part of the state upper red is always bro one of the destination lakes the first couple of weeks of the season maybe even the first month of the spring walleye season. Why is that? A red lake heats fast, especially near Washkish, because it's shallow. And the walleyes that spawn in the Tamarack River are hanging around at the mouth. And, and they don't all spawn in the river. It's just a small percentage, but that percentage is, is huge. And, uh, you know, just, just remember, you don't have to go very far from there. Three or four feet of water is where the fish are at, because the water's so dark. And that is a slip dragon dream put together a slip bobber and a jig and just drag it and when, once you find a school of fish stop you know and i use a talon when it's calm you just or not super rough you could just press the button and the spike goes in the water and holds you there or you just throw the anchor over the side and uh the fish just keep coming through and there's a lot of fish in that three and a half to four feet of water it's just amazing how shallow they are one lake that's close to home for you and you spend a lot of time on is Winnie. What do you like about that lake? Winnie is super healthy right now. Uh, Winnie is uh, loaded with uh, keeper-sized fish. It's phenomenal right now for walleyes and was my best lake all winter. I, I never had to go anywhere else. Uh, I love Leech. I love uh, uh, all the other lakes in the area. But Winnie is loaded with fish. And it seems like the best-kept secret lately because outside of july and august when the tourism season's at the top winnie is pretty slow right now for boats and if you want to get away from the crowds go to winnie and get on and there you don't have to fish by the boats there's so many spots there that have fish it's amazing one thing about winnie i've always noticed matt brewer and i always joke about this nobody talks over there you never hear anything off of winnie 
No, well, that's that's the one thing is uh, it it does get some of the same local pressure, but uh, well, it's the same uh, anywhere up the Highway Two corridor. You're not going to get them to spill the beans too much, but it's a really it's a really dynamic fishery, and uh, it fishes the same as all of our lakes in the area, from uh, Detroit Lakes to uh, Bemidji to you know Gull Lake and Brainerd. It all fishes basically the same jigging a minnow or a rig and uh it's that simple but just remember the water quality is amazing it's getting clearer and clearer so it's kind of a malax situation where you need to maybe get a little farther away from the boat and uh rigs are, are really good especially when the water gets up in the 60s but right now you can do well on jigs Vermilion is one of my favorite lakes. I, I opened up there last year. It's just first of all, it's pristine. It's it's beautiful scenery and everything. But also, you can really uh, clean up on fish there too, right, bro? Oh gosh, Vermilion is like fishing in a postcard. <laughs> it's uh, it's beautiful rocky outcroppings and pine trees and islands. And pay attention to the buoys because they are marking something that wants to bite you. Uh, but there's walleyes. Seems like on every reef and and every steep ledge off an island and. It's a bottom bouncer's dream. You could jig. You're, you're jigging right on the brakes, and uh, you just keep moving. You'll, you'll get pods of fish stacked in different areas. I love fishing there. When I go there, I'm more of a tourist than a guide. Um, there's plenty of guides over there, and I guide my area. But when I go there, it's just a blast of fish. And uh, there's everything in that lake. Uh, there's a lot of people chasing the giant muskies out there, and, and uh, there's smallies. There's a little bit of everything. Smallmouth bass are a fun surprise. You know when you're out chasing walleyes and they're biting, you're going to get walleyes. But it's nice to get something that jumps and fights like crazy once in a while. And uh, that lake's loaded with smallies. It always has been. And uh, But the walleyes, you never know. You get a 10-pounder out there. It's It's got trophy-sized fish, but it's got good numbers of eaters. And the, and the walleye population is a lot higher than it has been in the past. Two more lakes we want to touch on here on our top eight uh, walleye lakes here in the state of Minnesota, according to anglingbuzz.com. Uh, these are not ranked uh, by any means. We're just you know throwing out the eight of them there. And uh, two that we really don't talk about much on the show, and that's my fault. Um, we, we really need to start talking maybe a little bit more about them. One of them, bro, is Rainy Lake. Uh, you spent oh, a little time yeah. up there. What, what do you like about that lake? Rainy Lake is is uh, just an awesome lake, just loaded with fish. It's so loaded, uh, you can catch walleyes anywhere. You, in the middle of summer and on an 80-degree day, you catch walleyes in the weeds in the back bays fishing for bass. Uh, but Rainy Lake has reefs, and they're all full of fish every single day. <laughs> and bring lots of leeches. You're going to go through all of them. They love leeches up there. And But when I'm fishing uh, bass tournaments up there, we catch tons of walleyes, pitching uh, plastics like impulse paddle tails and flukes on a, on a jig head like an RZ jig head. So we've caught tons of walleyes and eater-sized fish on artificials. And uh, But if you really want to get on them, a uh, leech and a bottom bouncer uh, and just drag it slow, like a rock runner bottom bouncer from Northland. It's a shorter bottom bouncer. Just tap tap the rocks and keep it moving. Don't need a long leader, three or four feet, and a little bead in front of your hook, and then go. And Billy Crawler's. But by far, the leeches are hot up there, and expect a lot of fish. You can wear your arms out. 
So we ran through seven, Rainy Lake, Leech, Lake of the Woods, Mille Lacs, Upper Red, Winnie, Vermilion. One last one is west of town here that we don't talk a lot about, uh, and that's Ottertail, bro. Do you know, have you spent a little time on that lake? Absolutely. I've done tournaments there and uh, done well. Uh, the, the lake, <laughs> it's one of those lakes that uh, I live in northern Minnesota, but I'd love to have a cabin near Ottertail. Ottertail has so many walleyes in it, it's unbelievable. Every time I've been there, I just can't believe they're they're everywhere and there's big ones. But most, you know, the big size in there's that uh, 23 to 24 inch range. But there's so many uh, keeper size fish; it just it blows my mind. Uh, and it's not a super busy lake. I mean, there's a few boats around it, but uh, it's one of those lakes that I'm glad I had a chance to fish, and uh, I will be fishing there this summer because every time I've been there. I've caught tons of walleyes, and it fishes like a, a book. It has it's been mapped. Um, there's rocks, there's weeds, there's reefs, and uh, I've done well. Really shallow. It, there are times of the year that they go a little deeper off the edges, but uh, get up in the shallows, and you could pitch, you could slip bobber fish. Uh, that's about the best, and also rig. And it fishes just like fishing out on gull or or leech, uh, and I think it's gets less crowds. During tournament times, they have a few tournaments out there. It gets busy, but uh, all the tournament people that do fish it all say the same. They love that lake. It's a blast. So if you want to check out the top eight uh, walleye lakes, according to anglingbuzz.com here in Minnesota, you can head to our website, BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com. There's more information and and uh, some other tidbits for you to check out. But uh, we appreciate Brian Bro Brosdahl and his insight on that. Uh, Bro, if people want more information on you or maybe want to book a guide trip and go fishing with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, just uh, check me out at brosguideservice.com, or you can look me up on Facebook or Twitter. There you go. Bro, I appreciate it. I know you're really busy this time of year, and thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, uh, no problem. Thanks, and we'll see everybody on the water. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3. You're listening to the place for everything outdoors in the Brainerd Lakes and beyond. Brainerd Outdoors Radio, just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3. Now here's your host, Brian Moon. Time for our Famish Fisherman recipe on this week's show. As always, we bring in Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon in Baxter. And Joel, talking to a lot of people, catching some crappies this time of year. Uh, I got a good one this week, macadamia encrusted crappie, right? Did That's I get that right. right? <laughs> we're going a little different route. Usually, you know, you see the uh, almond crusted or well, we're going to go macadamia nut crusted crappies. So we're going to take, uh, you know, one to two pounds, nice clean crappie fillets, fill those on a baking sheet with a little bit of oil down on the bottom of them. We're going to take our uh, roasted macadamia nuts and breadcrumbs and we're going to toss that into a food processor, just chop that up real good, make sure it's all, you know, kind of a nice crumbly form. Add in a little bit of butter to get that moistened up and we're just going to, you know, generously top our crappie fillets with that macadamia nut crust. Toss those in the oven. Not going to take very long, obviously, kind of a small fish, you know, five, ten minutes. Um, while that's cooking, in a little saucepan, we're going to have a little uh, brown sugar, soy sauce, and a little bit of fresh ginger going. You just want to keep that on a nice low heat. It's kind of thicken it up until all the sugar dissolves into the soy sauce. We're going to drizzle that over the top of the fillets. Enjoy. It's good to go. So if you want to head to our website, by all means, uh, check it out. Uh, head to BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com, and then you can try macadamia and crusted crappie. Chef Joel, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon. Thanks, Joel. Thank you, Brian. 
And that's a wrap for this week's show. Don't forget, you can catch Brainerd Outdoors just after 7, Saturday mornings, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5 right here on B93.3. You can also stream the show live if you're away from your radio or out of town. BrainerdOutdoorsRadio.com is where you can do that. Click on the Listen Live tab. You'll also find the show on demand there. Check out our sponsors page while you're there. And wherever you download podcasts, Brainerd Outdoors can be found there, whether it's iTunes, Podcast One, Google Play, you name it, just search Brainerd Outdoors, you'll find us. It's one more way for you to listen to the show that way. We just ask you to give us a nice rate and review. We'll see you next weekend for another edition of Brainerd Outdoors. I'm Brian Moon. Brainerd Outdoors has been brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Vimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, Liveax Marine in Isle, SW Bait and Tackle, Oars and Mine Marine in Crosby, Freedom Firearms, Newman Construction, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Fire. River, Crow Wing Recycling, Canvas Tech, Black Bear Lodge and Saloon, Bermel Shoe Store in Randall, SPR Motorsports and Marine, and by Radco, your truck accessory pros. Join Brian Moon Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 7, and Monday mornings at 5, right here on B93.3.